0: Hey all, it's Paul from Drums and Rums with the Backbeats Meets the Spirits, a podcast about drums, rums, and everything in between. On this podcast, get your and burners and beakers out as we have the cocktail scientist, Joel Lakovich. Joel is also the co-founder of Austin Tech's space Rock Sound Rum and a writer for the Got Rum magazine. He talks about going to school at the University of Florida for chemistry and biology to bartending at Washington, D.C.'s largest nightclub taken his education and bartending experience to create his own rum company. Rockstown Rum has quite a few flavor profiles with their smoked coconut rum that is pretty amazing. Rockstown Rum's brand embraces the great times and vibes of the 80s. Also, Jami from Ready, Set, Rum is back and reviews the 12-year-age Jamaican rum, The Worthy Park Single State 2006. It's episode 42. On this podcast, we have a, (coughs) sorry, I'm a little parched. We have the cocktail scientist. And yes, he's an actual scientist, which we'll learn more about. Also, he's a co-founder of Rock Sound Rum based in Austin, Texas. He is also a writer for the magazine Got Rum. And we got connected on Instagram earlier this year where they got some cool marketing, which includes a love for the 80s we're going to talk about science rock sound rum music and something about the beastie boys i'd like to welcome our guest at the podcast joel lakovich the cocktail scientist and co-founder of rock sound rum hello joel welcome hey ball hi how you doing good good how how was your uh, how was your day today
1: it was uh, pretty eventful. Um my uh my wife currently is in uh Mexico on vacation celebrating uh getting the vaccine with her girlfriends. Um and being a scientist, you know, I kept her home for the past year and a half as long as I could. <laughs> um so I got the four kiddos. Uh, we had some basketball games, we had some parks. Uh we even went and grabbed Subway. So it was a pretty eventful day. It was pretty
0: oh. crazy. <laughs> Alex and that's now that's so you've got you got all the duties there. Uh, so to, do you do you got a reciprocating uh, trip then coming up there too? Yes,
1: uh, actually, um, I'm hoping so. Um, so we're looking to be uh, distributed throughout the Caribbean here for Rock Sound Rum, nice. um, and so I'm looking into going down there this up, down there across there this summer. So really excited. Uh, definitely uh, looking forward to going to uh, St. Martin. Uh, that'll be our first stop. So uh, nice. really excited.
0: Yeah, I, I i get my second shot next week. So if you need anybody to like, you know, carry bags and you know help help drink rum and promote, yeah, let me know. I have a right, I have a passport. I have a passport. So
1: Oh, okay. You're booked. I need the I need the assistance. There you You're go. gonna carry the cases of rum. We're going from oh. bar to bar. Let's go. No,
0: no problem. No problem. <laughs> I need I need I need to get out and do a little exercise too. So
1: but <laughs> well, you know, lifting cases of rum, it's always a good exercise.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> So, so we've got we're talking shots, the vaccine shots kind, and also we'll be talking about the uh the drink kind of shots too. So, uh, totally uh, looking forward to it. So, Joel, tell us a little bit about um, you know, other than the little intro there that I gave, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about you.
1: Sure. Um, Let's see. I am a classically trained scientist. Um, I went to the University of Florida for both undergrad and grad. Go Gators. And um, really uh, sucked my teeth into science while I was there. Um, So I got uh, degrees in microbiology, um, minor in chemistry, and then I went on to get my master's in biotechnology in the Department of uh, Molecular Genetics and Microbiology while I was there. I also, because I love school, I uh, got my uh, uh, minor in English uh, mm. while I was at the University of Florida, and I found a I found a teacher that I just kind of latched onto. You know, when you find those really good teachers in the world, and you just want to absorb and be the sponge. And his name was uh, James Haskins, and he okay. actually wrote the book The Cotton Club. Hmm. And we know the Cotton Club famous movie with Richard yes. Gere. And I guess you could say that might've been my forte into prohibition and cocktails. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even before right. I was a bartender. Yeah. Um, so I literally took every class that James taught. He lived in Manhattan, flew down to teach one class a week um, at the University of Florida. Um, Flew, flew out on Tuesday, taught the class on Wednesday, flew back on Thursday. So for three years, I took every class that he taught. So he, he, he and I became uh, relatively close from a student teacher perspective, as I was always in the front row, just absorbing. Um, from there, after I got my degrees, um, I kind of bummed around Gainesville a little bit, playing guitar around local bars, you know, because that's kind of like what you do after you take uh, life really seriously for a few years in grad school and uh, then i got a job offer up at a wonderful company called uh, life technologies up in rockville maryland and uh i worked in the department of amplification working on polymerases and reverse transcriptases these are enzymes um and i worked on enzymes so we'll just leave it at that yeah um, no I, studied-
0: I, joel i'm i'm I, i'm really you know, you're, you're you're what you're saying there. I, I feel like this is like maybe one of the uh, no offense to any past guests, but our, our, we've become a, a little bit of a highbrow show now. We're stepping the. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll take it down a notch and we'll talk yeah. about how I was really bored for the first two weeks of my day <laughs> job. So I got on uh, the Shady Grove Red Line uh, and I went into DC to go see the monuments because that's what you do when you're a tourist and you just right. moved to Maryland. You want to go see um, the. Uh, the, the monuments and i don't i don't know if anyone's ever been on the red line going from maryland into dc but no one talks like
0: no one they just stand there
1: holding the pole read a newspaper back then there was no iphones and i just started kicking up a conversation with the people next to me because i'm from florida and i love to talk and uh, mike seaton and i became really good friends um and uh, when we got uh off the red line he goes hey um have you ever bartended before I had no idea where that was going, but I have definitely served a lot of beer in college, you know, at parties. So I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I bartended before." He's like, "Good." He goes, "I needed, I need another bartender." Um, this was this was Sunday. He goes, um, "Show up here at this address on Friday," and I went, "Okay." So I get home that night after seeing the monuments, and I tell my college roommate about my experience. And he's like, "Well, where's the gig?" And I go, uh, uh, "Nation." He's like, Nation, that's the largest nightclub in Washington, D.C. And I went, What? (laughs) I just thought it was like a bar. And he's like, Have you ever bartended before? I went, No. And he goes, You need to take a class. So, what's the first thing you do back then before Google? You get the yellow pages. So, I looked up ABC Bartending School. And from Monday through Friday in downtown D.C., I learned how to bartend. I used all five of my sick days for the year. (laughs) To to bartend for this crazy job, and it has definitely changed my life. I met so many incredible people, but let me tell you that I I highly recommend everybody go take a bartending class. You will learn not only a lot about the spirits and about the industry, but you'll learn a lot about yourself and what you like and what you don't like. So I knew I liked rum, but I didn't know all the different rums back then. Um I knew I liked a lot of spirits and then I was exposed to new spirits like oh wow look at this Galliano oh, I would heard of the Harvey Wallbanger but yeah. I never actually held the bottle until that class So it's, oh, it it was, that was
0: that's the bottle that's up on the top shelf that nobody <laughs> knows usually what Oh yeah I, I do have it it's up
1: there I... <laughs> Um but yeah so um I show up at this bartending class and you know it's one two three four one two three four and i went to to jay was the bar the bar teacher i went hey jay um i got this gig lined up on friday it's kind of be a high volume high volume bar um i'm a little nervous about um the way you're teaching me not not that i love what you're doing this is really great but i need to be able to make drinks a little bit faster it's like what gig you got lined up and i go i got a gig at nation he's like oh can you get me a job there (laughs) <laughs> I like, oh, no. i'm in trouble now the bar, the bar teacher wants a gig there so and um, he goes yeah this is not going to work out for you i'm sorry i was like what do i do he goes give me a 100 bucks stay after class for an hour every day and i will teach you how to nightclub bartend and that's that saved me so i show wow. up friday and i remember the first guy that came up to me and he's like i'll have a vodka cranberry I go oh you mean a Cape Cod and he's like no I want a vodka cranberry dude <laughs> I was like oh okay this is how it's gonna go and I learned it really quick at nightclubs 99% of people in nightclubs tell you what they want they tell you all the ingredients and then you just you the names are rolling through your head like, oh yeah that's a cuba libre right, yeah, here's yeah. your rum and coat you know right. and it just kind of builds but that night you'll appreciate this because this is we kind of talked about this um, about you know when when we were talking about drums and rum, I was like, oh, uh, backbeats and stuff. Oh, this must be yeah. like a rave kind of podcast or something. Well, Moby was spinning that night. It was, he was wow. releasing the album Go
2: that wow. night,
1: and wow. I show up and I'm one of twelve bartenders. This place holds like a few thousand people, and people are wedged in like this. And my actually before the vodka cranberry, my first drink ever that I served behind a bar was spraying water on a crowd from the water gun they were all so hot i and then i made a drink like i made the i made the vodka cranberry like five minutes later. <laughs> but it was crazy um that was my introduction into bartending being able to make 30 40 drinks every five minutes line them up shots go and you know it, it was incredible it was so, an amazing experience for four
0: years so joel then is the how so then how true because because it sounds like it's it's fairly close and again uh, clubs and bartending, and you know, people have been drinking spirits for many millions of well, not millions, but many years, hundreds of thousands of years. Is how close then is, um, you know, the coyote ugly movie? Obviously, you're spraying the crowd, and, or, um, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank now. And then we you know we get this whole 80s thing we were talking about was why am I drawing a blank on uh, the Tom Cruise movie cocktail? Cock- okay. Yeah, okay. I don't know why that was so, so <laughs> hard. No,
1: you're right. Yeah. You, I, I see, yeah. So are you asking like the parallels? Like how close yeah, is it? Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, you have to take you don't have time to make it look pretty. <laughs> That's for sure. They they want the drink, they want the straw. Except um Nation had a bunch of VIP bars. Mm. And so for those. Uh, the knowledge that I got at bartending school really, really helped. Because sometimes all of a sudden you get an old fashioned. Now, you're in a nightclub. You're not getting an old, old fashioned in a glass. You're getting an old fashioned in a plastic cup. Right. But they were always really surprised and really happy that I had that kind of knowledge that I could. Here's your old fashioned. Um, here's your mojito. Like, whoa, what the heck? I did not expect that at a nightclub. Uh, so that really, that really benefited a lot. And then you just learn what people like to drink, and then you remember. Um, And then you know, I I, you know, from bartending perspective, having all that knowledge um, also helped with gratuity as well. So that that was a big part of it as well.
0: So Um, so you didn't you didn't have one of the other fellow uh, bartenders there, you know, uh, you know, treat you like a you know what when just because you didn't know what a Cuba Libre well you know like Tom (laughs) Cruise right like you could have just told me it was a rum and coke with a lot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> people were just too busy. I mean, it was just insane. It was an assembly line of spirits. Right. Um, and, but, you know, it, it, there is a way to the nightclub bartend and it's all about speed and efficiency if you want to make a lot of gratuity. Now, there, I worked every once in a while with some people that just wanted to talk the whole time and that's totally fine. Um, but I was, I felt the pressure of five deep. Right. And that after a while, you can only be called so many names and then you just kick it in high gear.
0: (laughs) So I guess you would be able to cut it cut. You'd be able to hang in one of those bar rescue episodes, right? When John Taffer walks in.
1: Oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he would be like, boy, look at that guy. Run around, run around real, real, real quick. I wouldn't do really well, probably in a very small setting where only five or six people come in because I make the drinks too quick. But I would definitely talk to them for sure. Uh, But it would be interesting to see him come in at nation and see that he probably would have walked in and go, Oh man, these guys got it down. I'm out of here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's too much, too many things on the menu. You got to scale this down. You need to have signature. And now that's, that's pretty crazy. Cause when I was reading, you know, doing some show prep and, and uh, about uh, a little bit about your, your uh, background and going from, yeah, I guess all the, all the years at UF cause let's, 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 Let's let's face it, you know, uh, UF is known to also uh, uh, have a few parties or two. And uh, <laughs> I, no no comment. Yeah. What, whatever happens uh, happens before, uh, you know. Yeah, that well, won't...
1: this is this is crazy. You're going to you're going to you're not going to believe this. Um, but I didn't drink really until I was 21. Like I didn't. I ran track at UF, and so I really took that seriously um and um i didn't want to let you know the team down my teammates down i wasn't the fastest guy on the team but i did i ran the hardest i tried um, but i always kind of felt like if i went out friday and saturday night those meet some days would be yeah. on sundays and during the week even practice um you would feel it yeah. and i just went you know i'm not going to do it but the moment i was done with track oh yeah it was like wow this is this is craft
0: beer Whoa, this is craft rum. All what's hell what broke loose. This whiskey <laughs> stuff.
1: <laughs> I made up for it pretty quickly though. Um, and and I, I, you know, and I think that probably allowed me to really appreciate it too. You know, when I finally was a little bit older, I wasn't just you know drinking Bartles and James back then, and you know just drinking Bud Light and that light. You know, I was like mm-hmm. when I finally, I think my first drink actually was at Newcastle. <laughs> and then I went to Cuba Libre and I found rum and I just, it was rum all the way. It's just amazing. And just having done everything that I have now, I just have so much appreciation for rum because rum really is the world in a bottle. I, I really feel like, uh, like all people on the planet, all humanity, there's all shapes and kinds. That's what rum is, like where the other spirits. You got to be like this. You got to be like this. You got to be like this to be considered that spirit. Right. Rum is very flexible. It, it is humanity. And I, that's why I love about the spirit that I've really grown to appreciate it these past few years.
0: And I didn't, I didn't realize, uh, and I learned actually something uh, from a guest on the podcast about you talking about. Uh, bourbon barrels you know they had to be you know it could be considered right to your point there's certain criteria to be considered a certain spirit by certain you know regulations and so oh. forth and bourbon bourbon being you know one of them or or in a certain area or you know, i guess like you know i guess well, i'm probably going to get copyrighted because I, i'm going to say sh- champagne but um you know <laughs> you know something like to the effect like that um so that's a that, that's that's wild to, to go for, go from all that and and then I guess like you said, be a bartender or and you know when people talk about being a mixologist, you are a mixologist in more more ways than one, right? So yeah,
1: <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy weird like Austin. Um, and, and so where I really I think built on so here I have all this knowledge of science. I have all this knowledge from na- nation and my company that I was working for, my day job got bought. So I got relocated to California. Um, and once again, um, I'm living in California again. I'm like, oh, I kind of bored of the day job. I need a night job. So I became bar manager um, at a, a bar, a hotel bar in Los Gatos um, called the Toll House for a couple of years. And being there, I really got exposed to high call, high premium. Cause we wouldn't see a lot of high premium uh, at Nation unless a VIP had requested it. So um, here I have all these different scotches and whiskeys and rums, and I'm getting that carnal knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the day job kind of took you know took position like it should, and I ended that. But then they, I got relocated again down to San Diego, and on my way down there, I had a couple months, and I ended up living in Napa for a couple of months, uh, right near the Domain Carneros region, um, uh, near Adostra Vineyard. Uh, Domain Carneros um, is, is famous for their lights and their and their champagne, oh, and they have some really good reds too. Um, in fact, I joined Adostra because I fell in love with their cab. And so then I got exposed to wine and, and, wine and champagne. So here I've done full throttle, had a little bit of beer in college, definitely had a lot of mixology at Nation, um, bartended, learned premium at, toll house. And now I'm getting exposed to wine and champagne. It was just fantastic. Day job, once again, pulled me back in and just kind of like for a number of years, just did my day job, which I worked for a rather large life science company. And and then got the urge to get into rum again and rock sound, a cocktail scientist.
0: Is that a bridge? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a perfect, that's a perfect segue. So your products include and, and we got to talk about, obviously, this first one, I and mean, we were talking about them all, but yeah, the smoke, the smoke coconut rum smoked with Texas mesquite wood. That's I I haven't had. So before I get too far, I'm going to I'm going to read the list of the, the, the rums you got, but then I'm going to pause and then I'm going to ask you for a I I appreciate our samples here that we're going to try. I haven't even tried them yet. So I did, (laughs) I did open them and I smelled and, and it was like, wow, you know, this, I can't wait to even taste it. Right. So I was like, I'm going to save it for, for obviously the show. And so thank you again. And then, so you're going to, you know, give me some recommendation here how, how I should drink uh, the rum. And then I'll ask uh, my off camera folks here that I'm paying lots of money for. Um, <laughs> yeah, to, to bring in some uh, some things to mix this with, so um, uh, so yes, yeah, so the smoked coconut rum again sounds very uh interesting. Just this, you get spiced rum, and is that the spice rum? Is that a little bit newer? Yes, it's okay. not
1: even released yet. Oh, so, okay, so um, I got you, some, yeah, I got, I got some, sne- drop. <laughs> I got some
0: sneak, yeah, so I'm gonna have to like put it in a in the safe, I guess. Uh, a key lime rum which is i that i'd really be interested and in, in try that there's a few here i should have well, sent
1: you some i'm sorry that's so. no, all right no, it's all, <laughs> hey
0: i'm gonna maybe me look at look at me i'm like trying to be all greedy and stuff no no i, I will have to try i definitely want to try, try it at some point and uh and we'll, we'll talk about maybe how how folks can get their hands on some of this stuff and uh there's obviously you know you know florida right there's other key limes, It'd be interesting to kind of see how they, how yeah. they stack, stack, know to compare the grapefruit, which is, yeah. Who's doing a grapefruit, right? And that's something that's like, okay, that's, that's different. Right. And then lastly, your light rum, right? Your, your base, your base rum, I guess, that you make everything else from. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. And pineapple as well. And actually, Paul, I got 56 flavors of rum.
0: Oh my god! Well, I, you, just, I, you, you should we gotta open. talk
1: about my ADD for this at some <laughs> point too. We might go into hour two. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, it is. It's just, it's not a school night tomorrow, so that means. No. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so is that is that fifty six? Is that kind of like fifty six fl- different flavors, styles, profiles? Uh, is this like you know your version of a? Ba- that's what you should. We should open up a Baskin Robbins version of. Yes. That's it. That's just.
1: Uh, let's just open up a truck. You know, we'll park next to the uh, snow cone sh- truck for the oh, kids. Yeah. And then we'll just have the rum truck. That's and Let's right. go.
0: Well, right. Yeah. Because Austin, I mean, I know food trucks are popular now ever, but like Austin's like, like yeah. probably has the most food trucks probably. Right.
1: Oh, they're everywhere. It's great, and you can actually use local apps to order from food trucks now. You know how like apps will order yes. from restaurants. Right. There's an app like the Spirit app here in Austin, Texas. You can order from the Spirit app your favorite food truck, and they'll deliver the food to you. So you don't have to even go to the food truck. How amazing what? is that?
0: Oh my god! This and yeah. this is what this is why you've seen probably you got kids. You've the movie Wally. This is why the people on the sh- the spaceship got all fat because they didn't ever yes. leave their house.
1: Molly Eva, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen that maybe a few hundred times. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. We still occasionally. Will, I mean, my kids are a little bit older now, but there's always little Everyone's watch. A lot Nostalgia, yeah, right? Nostalgia, right? right yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, well, first off, uh, uh, you know, again, I would like to thank. I don't know if you got a chance to see the, uh, the unboxing I did last night. Um, I know it probably ended up getting posted early, uh, early uh, sa- on Saturday. But, uh, but thank you for the got this nice. Uh, you sent me this shaker here, so we'll make some cocktails in it. I, I only, I only figured that the the sunglasses here and no, a hashtag easy tiki that they're orange for probably for a certain reason, right?
1: It's <laughs> 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 like I made. Mean.
0: That's right. The sun orange sky blue, right? Yeah, I've got I, – uh, I, uh, no, obviously, I didn't go to UF, but uh, i got a lot of friends who do, so, of course, there's always that competitiveness here in South Florida. Oh, yeah. you. I love it. UF, UM, UF, FSU. um, UCF. Or, UC, yeah, UCF's growing yeah. a lot. Yeah they're, hu- yeah, they're a huge school now. So uh, I went to Florida Atlantic. Um, yeah. Get my yes, – my, Went worked, then went back to school to get my bachelor, my undergrad, and so forth. So, I don't know if I'm one sorry. of my good
1: friends played baseball there. So, oh, okay, I, he, and then he came over to UF for
0: grad school. Yeah, oh yeah yeah, a lot of people I know go to UF for yeah to do their mm-hmm. uh, grad school and or their MBAs as well too. So, all mm-hmm. right, so here, so here we got is, uh, and 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 the bottles look like you know they they were uh, look 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 familiar. These bottles look familiar actually. <laughs> Pretty high so, quality. Yeah. By the way, so
1: I drove these bottles over to Paul's house, left the box on his doormat, and then drove back to Austin. Just want to, you know, preface that. <laughs> that
0: de- that's dedication. Come on now. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so what we've got here is uh, the smoked coconut. It's yes. 70- seventy proof, so we'll give it a little bit of a smell. Yeah. So
1: you know, while you're you're taking a look at that, um, the reason why smoked coconut, uh, you know, you know, mesquite wood, obviously. As big here in Texas and in the Southwest overall in the United States. My wife's family is from Guam, so from Micronesia, uh, where they do a lot of barbecuing, very similar to Florida, and also a lot of smoking. Um, So, you know, it's natural here in Austin. They also smoke brisket. So here in Austin, you know, combined with our heritage and our culture and our family, it just made sense to smoke the coconut, right? (laughs) And and it blew my mind away when I developed this flavor. Like, it it was just mind-blowing. And so um, one problem I also had going into liquor stores all these years for the past two, three decades um, (laughs) was that when I went to the rum section, why is flavored rum clear? You know, like, I had a problem with that. Where are the natural ingredients that make it? So, if you like, for example, one of the flavors I developed is dragon fruit. If you ever cut a dragon fruit open, a pink one, it just stains your hands for three days. It's right. pink. So, our dragon fruit rum is fluorescent pink. Now, dragon fruit doesn't have very many esters. And so, the flavor profile is actually very poor, but it makes up for it in its bright, pretty color. And so, when I went and got a certain brand out there at the liquor stores, dragon fruit rum, I went, why is it clear (laughs) this isn't right i had a problem with that and then when i taste it i'm like why does it have taste (laughs) has anyone ever eaten a dragon fruit it doesn't taste like very powerful at all Mm -hmm. so um i just went okay this game is a little bit of smoke and mirrors
0: you're taking pick the glove the gloves off is that what it was
1: it was like i'm going to town with dragon fruit rum and Tried it, yeah, no, not gonna do dragon fruit rum. Doesn't have a lot of taste, but it's very pretty. Mm. But then I went smoke coconut. Well, coconuts are, are are chalky white on the inside and brown on the outside. And when you mix it all together, husk and all, it's not clear. Um, so that's why, you know, it's a little darker and tint. It's not, in. it's not suntan lotion. It doesn't smell like suntan lotion. You probably notice this doesn't smell like another brand of uh, rum liqueur out there where you're like, whoa, you know, because put this on and go to the beach. Uh, This is 35% ABV 70 proof. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's not not a low ABV spirit by any means. Um, And what my wife actually came up with this phenomenal name um, for describing our spirit. She goes, this is the uncommon spirit. (laughs) And I went, for now. (laughs) You know, but she's right. It is. It's uncommon. No one's ever had this before.
0: So. no yeah I, and, and and it's i always when i you know chat with a few you know people friends and so forth or whoever will listen to me um you know and i pass along some of the guests that come on and they you know something unique was uh you know like like smoked coconut with mesquite and you know i have a few friends that you know from texas and they're like they're it was like wait wait, 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 wait. what did i just wait what did you say you know and it was like kind of like that like uh, wait that and so it's like something that you know you never heard. Of. Did he get like
1: burnt ends from brisket and mix it in there? And
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, oh, what's going on? Because everybody uses mesquite here down at the barbecue grills, um, and there's some oak and stuff too. But there's a lot of mesquite,
0: right? So yeah, now that's that's a uh, so so now also now you got the spiced here. So
1: spiced. All right, I'll give you the code name for for uh, our spiced. So ri- originally we were going to call it original dark, but then it's not a dark rum. It's more spiced mm-hmm. because there's uh, a little bit of nutmeg in there now um, and there's a hint of vanilla. And so our code name really early on was Smoked Vanilla
0: Caramel. Mm. <laughs> and we were calling it SVC for the
1: longest time and that was like everybody's favorite. And some people were calling it the Captain Killa, uh, like the, going with some Beastie Boys slang. Yeah, oh, that's Captain Killa. And I'm like, okay, this is Smoked Vanilla Caramel. I just love to put it with my Coke all um, right. and it really, you, that's what you want to mix that one with, right. you know, you don't so, need the shaker for that, but so, I would actually try it neat first because that's actually, even though I designed it for cocktails,
0: I now drink it neat on ice as well. Okay. So, and then the, uh, so, so, all right, so we're going to make a rum and Coke, but now what, now any difference that, again, I, there's a lot that I want to talk, and there's actually something really want to talk about too is, uh, yeah. There's, we we got to get to it. So I just got to get going here. So uh, Sorry. I, yeah, no, no. I, like I said, I, I've got a few questions. I've been, I've been kind of, some, you know, been thinking about and talk to my wife about a particular talk topic about uh, spirits in general and rum, right? Cause most people have the connotation that, you know, rum is sugary and, you know, and then there's a whole, because of, you know, a lot of tropical drinks. Right. No. And, but you know, once it's done, you know, distilling, the it's all that sugar has been anyway, we'll, we'll talk. There's there's an yeah, aspect. No, of, it's,
1: right. it's been distilled out to a neutral right. grain spirit. Right. So you have right. to add the, the sweetener back to it. That so that's the way you got to do it.
0: So there, there's a, there's an aspect I want to talk about uh, your thoughts about, you know, obviously, r- especially for rum and getting the bad rap, uh especially for folks like with diabetes, right? Or diabetic again, yeah, all, I, alcohol in general. Yeah. Right. But well, yeah, but like, yeah.
1: Yep, we're getting their Diet Coke and light rum all day long.
0: <laughs> all right, so we're gonna go. We're gonna go. No problem with Diet Coke on this one, then on the on the spice. Yeah, with
1: SmoCo. Are we doing uh, no, smoke
0: No, Yeah, uh, original spiced. Uh, okay, the, let's do the original spiced rum. All right, so that cues the. Uh, I guess there's a little delay here, even in my house here, because of the. Uh, hold on, I hear the ice maker working. So.
1: Fresh <laughs> <laughs> ice. Um, uh, yeah. You can try a sip before you pour it into the cocktail. Yeah. Well, here I will use my. Yeah, I'm I'm mine pre I figured. There you go. All
0: right. Wow, that is that's definitely different. yeah, it's really different. Yeah. That's really good. Okay. So I'll we'll have to uh what I'll do is your volume went down a little bit, Paul. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. All right. Since I'm, since I'm, will be a nice guy for the uh, the helper here. I'll give, I'll give the remaining, uh, the remaining what's left in in the uh, in the spice there. So, all right. So here we go.
1: And I got a cocktail, tiki.
0: Do you sell? Do you have those on your website?
1: This is from Tiki Mugs on Instagram. Okay. Total, total shout out there. But, uh, but I actually went and bought a few of her uh, mugs on there. I just went online and bought them. I thought they were really cool. She shows how she
0: makes them with the clay and everything. And oh, wow. I was like, wow. That that's pretty cool. That's better than the one that
1: says mile marker forty three. <laughs> Tiki mug. You, you probably have a few of those. I have a few of those too.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, we we always send it every time we go on the cruise ship. We always buy the you know that uh, we we've uh, don't get me started about the cups that we end up bringing home with us from the cruise ship. So, but is
1: there, do they make like equator cups on these cruise lines? Like we like we're near the equator or like the prime meridian. It's like stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, do they do fun like When you cross over, like, different borders of geographies, I always wondered if, like, they do a toast. Like, we're going across the equator. We got to do a toast. I don't know.
0: You know, I don't. Well, I haven't traveled. I haven't traveled like that. Um, It's usually been nothing. Right. I've never been south of the equator or, or even east or west of all the other up and down, you know. So, but. I'm trying to think if, if there was something related to that, but yeah, I
1: don't know. We might yeah. have to start that the equator cruise.
0: There, there you go. <laughs> there you go. I know, but in seriously, I, we were talking to a few folks is about, it's like, uh, and I know it's cru- cruise cruising here in Florida has been really hit hard. I mean, look, every yeah. every business has been hit hard. I know cruising yeah. again uh, has has been kind of stuck in 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 gear, and I know the. Uh, uh, elected officials here in Florida are really trying to push to get yeah. the boats back open again. Yeah. You know, I, I think it, it they can like anything else as long as there's certain things are done mm-hmm. and guidelines they've shown and proved. Then open them back up, and then you make yeah. a decision yourself if you want to go or not. You know, you know. Yeah. I, I but anyway. So all right. So oh, Joe, yeah, the whole
1: industry is is headed that way too for right. diagnostic testing. Yeah. So which is like yeah. my day job. Uh, pretty soon the technology will be there. Where you can have a point of care test right when you're getting on the cruise. Uh, so imagine not only for COVID, but let's talk about norovirus.
0: Oh yeah, all right? right. That's that's I always mean, been there. Yeah, people getting been getting tore up. So
1: imagine yeah. you could identify that person with norovirus before they get on the cruise ship. I bet there's 300 people right then and there would like applaud that type of testing.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Because because yeah, there's one thing that you may get. You know, you may get pick up Corona from somebody on the ship, but man, you pick up the norovirus. You are not leaving your cabin. Okay? And you probably wish you had Corona probably.
1: Yes, exactly. It's so true. So you yeah. can like, pretty soon they're going to have what's called multiplex testing. So you're going to be able to like do one swab and they'll tell you, Maybe every viral and bacterial pathogen that is in your body—that might some of it might be a
0: little. <laughs> yeah, right. That'd be, that'd be an awkward. Awkward if you know your family tri- family trip <laughs> hey, and say, "Hey, hey, you know, you don't have COVID, but you got the chlamydia." So, uh yes. <laughs> so all right, Joel. So I know this is a very uh, an interesting subject for you know for people who are bartenders. Right? Is that. At least what I, the the limited bartending that I had done is and learned was, and I didn't go to school, but uh, I actually have been thinking about taking, uh, you know, going down to a local bartending classes that I have, and, Do it. and just Absolutely. just to kind of, you know, you know, if I got a fallback plan on on something, <laughs> at least you know I got that going for me. But your
1: your your home bar will get even bigger.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and I I, t- I told my wife, I said, hey, you know. I got 40 bottles of, she goes, yeah, that many bottles. And I go, I go, well, you know, I've been collecting and picking up a few here and there. And, and I have some that I haven't opened yet because I have, they're not available, readily available here locally in Florida or even online yet. And, uh, and then I posted on one of the Facebook groups asking what, what's the survey of what's people's size of their rum collection. And I was like, hey, is there 40, 40 a lot? They're like, 40, <laughs> like, oh, like 90 and this. And then uh, our guest uh, a couple weeks ago uh, has a, like the largest collection of Havana Club. He lives in Germany wow. and he has like over like 500 bottles of different oh unop- unop- unopened and yeah so if you get a chance check out that podcast with uh, well it'll be a museum yeah.
1: piece oh my yeah. gosh you should open up your museum and write off his all his purchases as a nonprofit.
0: well that's the thing is and he became a uh, like a a self-driven uh, uh, like historian for the family uh for, oh for the gosh. family that started that run but anyway so so yeah so mixed so with anything with carbonation stirred or you let the carbonation do its job?
1: Ooh, I've never even thought about that. Um, You know, what's interesting with carbonation is um, carbonation, um, and this is why you've seen a little bit of level of obesity here in the United States, not only from rum, but with carbonated drinks in general. Okay? When you have a carbonated drink in general, it triggers a biochemical process in your body, which makes you hungry. So um, that's kind of like what I've been more focused on is like maybe making more cocktails without carbonation um, and more with juices. So when I have my cocktail, I don't feel like opening up a bag of nachos and salsa afterwards, you know? So you may get tempted because you got a carbonated drink. But really what I've been more focused on is reducing carbonation in cocktails um, to, you know, now I love my, my, my hard cider, my, my hard seltzers and, my my definitely my sparkling waters now uh but i try and drink a lot of you know regular tap water as well and mix it up i I, you know there's so many really good especially here in austin i'm sure in florida as well there's so many really good sparkling waters now on the market there's tons especially here in austin a lot of homegrown brands which have gone nationwide and they're great and i have at least one a day i cannot not have that specific sparkling water but i am always hungry afterwards and that's because the enzyme gets kicked in so I would say try and not use any sort of um, carbonation, even though I told you that goes yeah. well with a Coke. Right. Um, right. I've been drinking that neat. I really have. I've okay. been just pouring it on ice. I got. I just got a new, um, uh, uh, like, sonic ice maker here at the house. Finally, after 30 years, I have nugget ice. I mean, I was driving to Chick-fil-A, I swear, just to order. Can I just have a, a cup of your ice? I, I don't need the chicken. I just want the cup of ice, you know? Right, uh, just so. going to Sonic to, just to buy the bags of ice to make the cocktails at home. Right. So after buying like 30 bags of nugget ice from Sonic, um, I now have that ice and I love ice and ice. You want to use a nugget ice with a lot of different surface areas um, so it can get the cocktail colder. All right. Um, you know, that, the ice, we you know, the ice we have in the ice maker is great, but if you're really looking to get a A cocktail, cold, fast, you want to use one that has a lot of different surface areas. And nugget ice is just all different shapes and sizes, crushed ice. I mean, same thing. That's really what you want to use for your cocktails, which um, I use exclusively now. So I've been really focused more on ice and moving away from carbonation. And I remember in my uh, high school chemistry teacher saying, carbonation isn't good for you anyways to ingest. And this is just one of the many reasons why. Um, so
0: so that's a good segue to your, uh, your video that you posted about your, uh, outside 15 degrees. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know what I'm referring to is check out, um, over on Rock Sun, rock sound rums, uh, Facebook page, Joel had posted a video back when they had the deep freeze there, uh, in Texas and, he made now that was that okay so I wanted to make sure because I know it was that the caption said ice cream and that I was mean, you mean but it was this was with snow right
1: instead of water
0: instead of water, of water. okay so yeah, it was, it
1: was, how'd you come you up how'd you come that. up with that
0: idea right
1: um honestly <clears throat> it was a pandemic idea um, I, we, I was inspired by my wife you know, the kids are at home for a little while because of being homeschooled. And when you have kids at home and they're doing their own Zoom meetings every day for school, but you still have gaps you have to fill in, you know, otherwise they're going to go berserk. So my wife had all these phenomenal ideas. I mean, we started a garden. So now I have mints for my mojitos. Like I don't even need to go to the local grocery store anymore. I just go and pull it from my yard. Um, But my wife one day made ice cream with the kids. And so that, that actually was a, like a month or two before the pandemic. I mean, before um, the snowstorm. And so here comes the snowstorm. out of nowhere, nine inches of snow. I'm a Florida boy, but I've lived in some cold areas and have definitely spent some time on hills skiing and snowboarding. but I've never been so unprepared. In my life for snow uh but luckily you know i thought of this crazy idea and i went this, this this is insane this is pretty cool um i'm gonna go out there and i went out there and like not a t-shirt but it was i probably should yeah. have oh, yes. Wearing more yeah <laughs> 15 degrees it was
0: insane so but it
1: was fine the ice cream definitely did not melt
0: so yeah so you <laughs> took ice or water right and you, the other ingredients and that was i guess right it, the simple basis of yeah. of what ice cream.
1: yeah you just had a little vanilla in there and boom it was there and i mean it was delicious i made this whole bowl that and then i just put it in the freezer and we all had it again afterwards and it was really cool because we used you know nature's gift for this like yeah free ice i think i even sent out a video free ice it doesn't even get better than this yeah um and man it took a few weeks for all that ice to melt too. So. Uh, I was making cocktails on the back patio for quite a while.
0: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully none of it was yellow.
1: None, <laughs> no, please. God, oh, God. The squirrels were even hibernating. It was so cold. There was right. nothing touching that snow. <laughs> I definitely pulled snow from where there was no traffic.
0: <laughs> right. So we were just talking a little bit about there is, you know, this interesting topic about, you know, what your you know, you know, chemistry background, you know, the science aspect, you know, what you do and you, you know, you're, you uh, a day job and how that all, and the co- co- like you mentioned, goes into thinking about the cocktails. And I think there's that, that it's interesting that right is most people mix stuff and it's just how it tastes, but then, you know, you, you know, your knowledge takes it a little bit level deeper into these certain things and elements that goes into the cocktail, how they complement or not. Um, but, we were just talking a little bit about the, you know, how, the rum, rum in general. Uh, you know, obviously you said it. You know, carbonation's not been great. You know, you know, and so forth. But for diabetics, right? You know, I mean, those folks that are, or maybe you know, people that are on the the keto diets. You know, obviously yes. everyone, right? Keto and Tito, because I guess right? Everyone that's kind of simple. That right? You're dig- drinking your keto. Keto and you're drinking Tito's which your club soda and a lime and, and again, you're okay. right. So but like we said, with all spirits there that whatever that base product is gets, you know, processed and distilled out. But the, you know, that misconception from a lot of folks that rum, you know, especially for somebody as a diabetic it's like really bad, right? But, but it's like, okay, yeah, you can drink vodka, you know, but but because there's that like we said, that connotation or, or I don't want to call it stigma, but that because all sugar food. cane. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Cause, and, cause,
1: I mean, do you, do you taste the potatoes and the um uh, and and the grain and the other spirits, you know? And right. people are like, Well, you know, gluten, you know, come on. Uh, no, really do the distillation process of, of any spirit. Um, I mean, the more X's I hear after being 10X distilled, 50X distilled, 1 million X distilled, um, is really stripped everything from that spirit to where it becomes what we call an NGS, neutral grain spirit. So it's just at that point, it's almost rubbing alcohol when you get the more X's I see. I'm like, okay, do I have an open wound? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> especially if it's high proof. Um, No, but really the the stigmatism really only comes from that. It it comes from sugarcane. And a lot of people don't even know that, but where they're associating rum being bad is like, oh, man, when I go on vacation, I get a pina colada or a Bahama mama or a painkiller or a bushwhacker. And they're like, yeah, rum is bad. I'm like, it's not the rum. It's, it's, It's like coffee. Like you go to Starbucks, you get just straight black coffee. Okay, but if you go and get a Frappuccino, Do you now associate all coffee bad? No. You're like, frappuccinos are bad. Yeah, they're bad for you, high in calories. And even even those cocktails are not necessarily bad for you because I'm a big fan of calories in, calories out. You know, that's what it is. If you're going to partake in drinking a large, high caloric, sugary contented cocktails,
0: you better have an
1: action plan. (laughs) How are you going to burn that off? Are you going to make sure you mow the lawn? you know, before you had it, or are you are going right. to go mow the after? I highly recommend mobile on before, but maybe you definitely want to hit the gym tomorrow, you know, and work off those calories. You know, another thing is like drinking a lot of sugar before bed really can, has been known to, there's been a lot of studies on this, you know, add to stress and anxiety in the body. Hmm. So sugar does have that effect. So you really want to make sure that you have an action plan before you drink a high caloric, high sucrose cocktail. Um, you really want to think about how are you going to get rid of that sugar? Because sugar is not, I don't think sugar is necessarily bad. As long as you have an action plan now for diabetics. Absolutely. You know, that that's a totally different story. And, and the American diabetes association has even come out and said, Hey, light rum, you know, uh, you know, tonic water, low lime done, you know, do that soda water. You're good. You're good to go. Um, or diet Coke, even diet Coke and light rum all day long. But, for all of us that go and drink on vacation, you know, it's great. You're finally on this vacation, but what you're doing to your body while you're on vacation, you're creating a whole nother level of stress. You're trying to get rid of the stress from the the day job, maybe let's say, but you're creating another stress on your body. So really, I guess the take home message I'm trying to say is, and just from my experience, and if you read and, you know, in got run magazine that I write for, I write the calories in there. I Mm. write, how much sugar is in the cocktail. You know, daiquiris are not that bad at the end of the day. So a little bit of sugar, lime juice, and light brown. Grog's not that bad. Bushwhackers, that's like going to Starbucks on steroids, you know, and, and getting that fra- a double frappuccino, right. Right? right? So think about your action plan for your body. That is the yeah. biggest thing I highly recommend when it comes to calories and sugar in cocktails. You want to have that release, you want to escape those pressures and you're on vacation or yeah. you're just enjoying them in your backyard or at home, you know, with social gathering, but think about how you're going to burn off those calories. If you do decide to do a high sucrose, high caloric cocktail.
0: So, so you would recommend then a, and when you said daiquiri was okay, was a actual daiquiri, right? Not the frozen kind, but to get yeah. to, <laughs> right. Cause right. Cause the, what goes no, into those, yeah. right. 'Cause the frozen daiquiris are mostly all that syrup and all that extra stuff, so which 11, actually no cone. Yeah. Right. Yes. But I guess so you could easier. you could you could do a daiquiri the natural and you know, the three the ingredients the natural ingredients. way. And then yes. throw some ice and then just, you know, hey, there's your there's you know we have all the mixer and all that other stuff that goes with it.
1: Yeah, just a little bit. And then you got the mojito as well, the same way. And That's really the mojito is what I meant to say earlier,
0: with just a little bit of sugar, you know,
1: and then you throw all that soda water in there. And then you throw the mentha in there, um, and you just uh, you're you're okay. You're 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 muddling just a little bit of sugar, and that's really those sugar granules are not really to make it overly sweet. It gives it a little bit of sweetness, but that sugar combined with the muddling and the mentha, that is actually grinding the 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 taste out of the mint, and then giving it that little bit of taste that you want when you enjoy that cocktail. Um, so. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I, 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 I've learned so much. I, I thought I knew a lot about cocktails before I started writing for Got Rum magazine. And I really, Luis Ayala, the, uh, the editor, uh, for the magazine just really, it's just been an honor to write for his magazine, but also he, he is someone you may want to consider having on the show as well because he is, I, I like to call him the godfather of rum. Okay. Um, he, he just knows so much about rum from premium um, to sub premium, to aged, to unaged. Um, and I just, I'm a sponge from him. Um, but then what I took his knowledge and then I applied it to the cocktails, which I had a lot of experience in making in the course of my career, I really was like pulling back, going, whoa, this is amazing. I had no idea. Um, it's just, um, you know, the, the calorie thing was a big thing for me. You always knew it was filled with a lot of sugar. Right. But some of these are like, whoa. You know right it's like
0: it's like drinking two fraps right yeah When you look at look at what the right the calorie count on something like that you're like holy crap that's your that's your whole day's worth of calories and oh yeah right yeah. And, and it's it's i well so so <laughs> that that's a yeah no I'll, I'll definitely if you can maybe introduce I'd, I'd yeah i'd love to have you know more you know folks that are you know in, in this in the uh, industry talking about things like that the um well i guess real quick i want to ask you yeah, you mentioned the favorite drink, the Love Shack. Okay, so I'm not, so teach me here. I'm a noob, right? That's what I'm
1: drinking right now.
0: Okay, so what is in the Love Shack?
1: Um, so the Love Shack, take uh, a little step back. The Love Shack actually started as the Love Shake. And it was a gift uh, for my wife and I to our nanny uh, at the time when we had the Littles um, as a cock, signature cocktail for their wedding. And uh, it was the love shake because our nanny's first name is uh, Shelby and she was marrying Jake. And so Shelby and Jake make shake. So here we had this wonderful cocktail and it was a very big beer drinking crowd for sure. Like most weddings here in Texas. Um, And then it just, the the kegs never floated and the rum just started pouring like crazy. And so what we use is original, uh, original light rum or smoked coconut rum. Um, you can use either of them and really what i i learned how to make it from evaluating the painkiller and i'm sure you've had a painkiller mm-hmm. and so looking at the painkiller went ooh what happens if i were to sub out orange juice and put in mango okay that would be fun yeah. and then what would and, and you know because it's love it, it has to be red so i'm going to add some a little bit of grenadine Okay. So what I did, ended up doing was having the rum, the uh, pineapple juice, the mango juice, the cream of coconut and the grenadine, and then shake it up. And it is incredible. We changed the name to the Love Shack because all of our 80s, all of our marketing is an 80s theme, 80s lean.
0: Um, and for anyone who doesn't know what Love Shack is, it's a, it's a, it's a it's very powerful. It's tin, popular roo- phone tin roof rusted. Juice. Yeah. Tim yeah. And come on. Come on, Joel. <laughs> Everybody knows what the love shack is.
1: <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. Um, now I got it in my head going. That's right. Um, and so, um, you know, it's, it's become a love shack. It's a, it's a, it's, it's an incredible cocktail. If you've got mango, if you've got pineapple, if you've got cream of coconut and a little grenadine, let's go for it. Can you mix it with the smoke? Oh,
0: uh, well, I don't know if I can put that tall order. So I don't know if, if the, uh, <laughs> the off camera folks are, are, I think, we, like, like, think, no. think yes, yeah, so we've got grenadine. Uh, I think we do have cream to cook, uh, the dark or the light, light. light. Yeah. Okay. I use cocoa
1: real I like cocoa real It's okay. a little bit more sweeter.
0: I think we got that. So, uh, and what was the third, the third ingredient pineapple, pineapple? and
1: mango juice,
0: pineapple oh, and mango. All right. So I think I got pine. We have got pineapple. I don't know about the mango. So. I think that's the let's see if there's a, that challenge and maybe that might show up a little bit later in the show here so we'll see all right no okay i will definitely give that a try if we don't get a try tonight then then i will hold on to this uh the smoke then so maybe what i gotta do is i gotta do a little taste testing of it too since i actually no, haven't drink yet so
1: it all having once upon a bottle of rum.
0: For our mid show rum review, Jamie from Ready Set Rum gives us a review of Worthy Park Single Estate 2006.
3: Welcome back again, rum lovers. It's Jamie of Ready Set Rum, and today we have the Worthy Park Single Estate 2006. Jamaican age for 12 years. Bottled in 2018, distilled in 2006 so jamaican rums are usually high ester rums but this rum while higher than most of the caribbean is mild compared to other jamaican funky rums this rum has an ester count of 60 to 119 parts of ester which is not a huge amount of ester as some other companies in jamaica can have over a thousand ester counts per volume Worthy Park is one of those fine small estates in Jamaica, which boasts of high altitudes with valleys of cane swaying in the wind. This rum was created after 30 hours of fermentation, dry active yeast. The rum was aged in once used ex-bourbon barrels and was filled at around 65 ABV, however it was reduced to 56 ABV at the time of bottling. This rum comes in a fine, masculine bottle. It has a thick, elegant bottle where the glass on the bottom is about an inch and a half thick. So it really sits nice and proud. It, it honestly, a lot of people have said that this is a, would be a fine decanter. The cork on top is wood and synthetic cork inside. The liquid is a nice amber. From there, we go to the nose of this liquid. Again, we are reviewing today the Worthy Park Single Estate 2006. On the nose, sweet bananas and oranges, orange zest, with bit chocolatey, a bit hot on the nose honestly which is a bit surprising for our rum age for 12 years. I'm going to look at the legs on this. And the legs are taking quite some time um, this is a, a pretty rich and viscous rum the, the legs are taking hmm, I would say it's almost a minute now that I've spooled the glass and it's something one leg at a time honestly coming down so it's quite a thick rich liquid let's get to the tasting wow so as I said this is 56 ABV and honestly you could feel all 56% of alcohol in this rum it's pretty hot slight, slightly sweet but you get that heat I'm getting some sweet toffee, coffee chocolatey notes this rum really needs a dash of water so I added a corkful of water to tame the spirit a little um it's a bit hot for a rum aged for 12 years it's honestly um, to me one of the hotter calf strength rums that I've tried before let's try again on the, on the tasting notes Okay, much better. A little caulful and it gets smooth. Still a very long finish. A long bitter finish. There's some sweetness in there. A lot of burnt molasses, burnt toffee. Honestly, I can't say this rum is my favorite. It's a decent rum. Lots of flavor, but a little bit much on the bittery notes that I can't fully enjoy the lighter flavors that's also there. I think that this rum would be better drunk with a block of ice where you can mellow up the heat. The cold temperature would also bring down the intensity of those bittery notes on the palate. That's my quick synopsis of the Woody Park Single Estate 2006 the full review is found on my YouTube page, ReadySetRum. You can also follow me on Instagram, at ReadySetRum. On Twitter, same handle, Ready Set ReadySetRum, taking you around the world, one spirit at a time. Cheers.
0: And you talked about you talked a little bit about this and this is kind of what i thought was an exciting exciting thing to talk to you about obviously with your background like we said um was how and i think you've already kind of gone through it pretty good was how you're applying your chemistry background to making cocktails so i mean i think that's really interesting like you said you're trying to look at this from a, a very scientific method and you talked about you, you uh you kind of hinted a little bit about it or you mentioned it but Tell us about this white paper on rum, right? I mean, who who does that? But but a scientist, right? <laughs> all right so I, mean, yeah. I I think that's really interesting, though, right? I mean, so yeah, go t- talk tell us about yeah. this white.
1: So in the scientific community, anytime there's a publication done, and I know we have a lot of PhDs thanks to the pandemic because everyone's googling what is COVID, and most of these and most of these um, uh, people are when they're googling about things, they're finding all these white papers or are articles um and really um what what they're broken down into is an introduction a materials and methods section um a, a results discussion and conclusion um i you know obviously i don't have i in the white paper that i do for got run magazine i don't put results because it's kind of hard to talk mm-hmm. about results sorry joel,
0: sorry joel you'll see me you see me making a face there and i'm like wow that is really <laughs> good this is this the smoked oh, coconut. I, did, I should have been drinking with you.
1: You were drinking alone. Oh,
0: sorry. Mm. So, wow. truth be wow. told,
1: my wife was a big red wine drinker before we started Rockstone. And now the the wine cabinet is is very sparse. It's hardly <laughs> ever filled. And now it's all smoked coconut day in, day out. She she doesn't move away from that. She's. Yeah. I, I have all these other flavors they're all right. oh, that's not true i have jalapeno oh. um, which she absolutely loves and when we were getting ready to launch um the brand jalapeno like finished number two in our taste test that we did and then we sat back and we reflected and we went well how many people go into the liquor store going i gotta get my jalapeno rum today <laughs> you know? right. so
2: right
1: we went we're gonna while it is number two Right behind smoke coconut, we, we call smoke coconut our, our unicorn. Um, it, it's there, and once the brand builds up enough, then we'll release jalapeno. Um, I took it a step further, and we had a friend of the family actually come, and uh, he and his family a couple of years ago stay with us, and he's big into uh, spicy salsas, mm. and so he's he's been studying spicy salsas like you know for for years. And I was like, oh, man, you can actually do that? And he goes, yeah. So then I started after that researching Scoville units. Scoville units is the way you measure heat in science. So like a jalapeno could have like an 8,000 Scoville unit. And a habanero could be even somewhere between 100 to 300,000. My friend uh, Chris Cuttenberger is like the pepper king. um, And he taught me a lot about peppers. And so I went ahead and created a rum called Wildfire merging a lot of these different peppers together in their flavor profiles, um, and playing around with it. And look, I can't do spicy, like Denny's wings burn my mouth. All right. <laughs> I like it. My wife could eat a habanero and she'll sweat a little bit and she'll go eat another one. Um, I can't, I can't even do a jalapeno. So it's hard for me to enjoy that. I love the taste of pepper, but right. I can never do it. So I created a rum called wildfire that burns for about 10 seconds, like 300,000 skull hole units. You feel like your mouth is on fire. And then on the 11th second, the heat goes away.
2: Wow. Total
1: proprietary <laughs> secret, but it allows people like me who to enjoy the heat, I guess if you can enjoy the heat um, and then all of a sudden don't feel like you need to drink like a whole gallon of a water afterwards <laughs> and just <laughs> sit there and, you know, drink milk, you know? Um, so I have that over here. I uh, actually been keeping it for a while. I'll have to send you some, but you know, I use growler mugs for all my flavor profiles. And so this is my wildfire. Um, and so it's fine. You you show up at a party and you're like, all right, I got my rum, (laughs) but it allows, you know, it allows people to actually taste things. And that's another thing. There's a lot of, flavors whether it's because of spice or not or salty foods and stuff that you can't enjoy because number one you don't know how it's going to affect your body but number two maybe it just burns your mouth so much but you want you enjoy I love the taste of jalapeno I just don't like the heat (laughs) and so being able to play around with science and, and and dig into it I can now enjoy my peppers and all, and
0: in all, and everything that you make is, you know, and you. I think you, you kind of gave that analogy about, you know, going into the liquor store and seeing other, uh, flavored or you know, uh, styled rums where it's not, does not look like it's natural, right? But that that's you know, without I guess giving away you know too much or whatnot. But I mean, that's kind of that's what you you're doing is. Taking the natural product or natural ingredients, and then doing your, you know, your your thing—the
1: magic, the science, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the pixie dust. Yeah, <laughs> that's really what motivated me. So when we first thought of Rock Sound, so Rock Sound came before the cocktail scientist, and then the cocktail scientist quickly came right after Rock Sound mm-hmm. uh, because when we thought of Rock Sound, it really was when we were on vacation, we were with the littles, and we were enjoying this, and I just went, I can create a better rum. I right. mean, it wasn't like. I'm going to do this. It was like, we can create a better rum. We, I, I really feel like I can I can do this. Um, and just looking, you know, being in Austin, which we call still country, um, there's just so many wonderful distilleries and so many new products and spirits here. Um, it's just amazing being in this community and being exposed to this. It's hard not for it to rub off on you. So when you go into the stores, you're like, well, you know, there's a great gin out there. There's a great vodka. There's a great whiskey and bourbon. Well, why is it rum at all? You know, why is it really evolved since the colonial era? Now there's some delicious premium rums and I love premium rums, but I also love cocktails and taking a premium rum and dumping it into a pina colada almost ruins the premium rum to a certain extent because that it's being masked by all the ingredients. Right. So, but taking a rum and learning how to flavor it in a specific format, you can enhance the cocktail as opposed to making you feel like, whoa, this is really strong. Like if you've ever put 151 into a cocktail, it's really doing nothing but, you know, to you to one drink for the evening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and not the smoke, smoke or use your jewel.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, that was a lot of it. And so where we you know, when I started sitting down and thinking of it, and I'm a huge Beastie Boys fan, I mean, I just you know, kind of went, all right, we're doing this. You know, rum is an incredible spirit. I love rum. I've always loved rum. And just like I've always loved hip-hop. I've loved hip-hop my entire life. And here come these three crazy white guys, and they come and totally transcend hip-hop and help it evolve. And to a new way. Like, there's still old-school hip-hop and different styles of hip-hop, but they created this whole genre that really everyone will recognize that. They made a, a significant contribution um, right. to, to hip-hop and to music. And, I mean, look at the videos. The music video industry just oh. really blew up because yeah. of this. And so this is kind of like what we're doing with rum. So if you look at the label on the rock sound bottles or in our marketing, that font is the font from the Beastie Boys' uh, greatest hits album. So come after me, Beastie Boys, but I'm, I'm actually honoring you. Um, I don't think you can patent the font. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, it's, we want to be loud. We want to be noisy. Um, uh, but at the same time we're tasteful, you know, we're just really coming into shock and awe the industry and have a whole lot of fun in the process and really just pair well. What I love about rums and hopefully you agree is like rums are like, you want more rums in a cocktail. Like a lot of these cocktails have like two or three different types of rum in it. They're mixing light, dark spice, They're right, you know, high proof. Premium, they're mixing them all together rum is a party and it's not like you'll see different spirits going oh no you know no no you, no you stay away it's our spirit where rum is like it's not a good rum cocktail if there's not two or three brands in there
0: um, <laughs> you know? right yeah yeah so i i guess then you you know may may kind of appreciate this attempt that i'd get in again sometimes i'm uh it's kind of like, kind of like, you know, some of this podcast thing, you know, that I've been doing over the last year and didn't know a whole lot and, and gone and just jumped head into it. And I know some would have said or looked at it as very kind of foolish or, again, I don't know what I don't know. And I don't know what the limits are. And, and again, that sometimes it's great. Right. So sometimes when it comes to drinks, too, it's like, what crazy what crazy stuff can I throw in a cut, you know, again, I don't know, but I don't have the, you know, the not, you know, some of the ways they approach it. It's just, again, it's just a fun, let's try this. And especially, you know, obviously in a home bar and the other night uh, we went over to a restaurant here in town, uh, uh, nitrogen here in Jupiter and a uh, great place, you know, the, the staff, the owners, everything. And um, I went in and I asked the bartenders, I said, for some reason, it just hit me the, the one night I said, I want to, Let's try a smoked daiquiri. Ooh, yeah! Right, and uh, you know they got their little smoker box and the fr- you know out and, and you know right because because I had like a, I think probably like an old fashioned or something like a smoked you know and you know they put their Blanton's bottle and they you know and all that. <clears throat> so the first the first one was made with a a lighter rum and maybe it was a little bit smoked too much. So I think the lighter rum wasn't a, it. it, it doesn't, you know, again, versus a darker or age. Yeah,
1: rum. I mean, it's been totally stripped of everything. So it's not gonna really oh, th- let me take that back. There are some light rums that are full of heavy esters, you know, very, very uh they have a lot of a, a lot of oomph to them. Mm. Um so they haven't been stripped that much. So just because it's clear, I should preface this. 99 percent of them have been stripped that yes. are out there on the market, but there are some wonderful light rums filled with esters and so esters are those flavor compounds um, that that give food uh, that give spirits that give drinks their flavor okay um, we all learned about esters back in high school chemistries um, and so really just because it's light i just want to preface that um it, it could still be a complex rum but most of the time, you're absolutely right. It's just been stripped. It's an NGS, and it's just sitting there waiting for all the ingredients to uh, present themselves.
0: <laughs> right, and then we try. Then we did it with uh, a, a a darker and a little bit more aged rum, and I, and I said, hold hold the hold back on the smoke this time. And it actually was interesting. <laughs> it was like so when the, uh, the head bartender uh, the, he came by, or the, well, he wasn't there that night. When I said, he goes, what? I go. I, you know, it's this is how you kind of get you, you you throw stuff against the wall and let's see if it sticks, right? Yeah. So. It's
1: experimenting. It's experimenting yeah. one yeah. on
2: one. Yeah,
1: like I I was unaware of Saint Germain, a wonderful elderflower liqueur, until I really got into this and I went, holy cow, where has elderflower been my entire life? This is a great natural sweetener, a mm-hmm. phenomenal Falernum, Another one that you find in a lot of tiki cocktails, you know, don't go to the well and get simple syrup, you know, anymore, you know, yeah. go play around with these other complex nice. sugar, you know, molecules. They're, they're phenomenal. Um, and, and they're more natural. Cause you know, a lot of the simple syrups, you just, you know, it's, it's not like what you're doing at home and taking your sugar and pouring it in a hot boiling water, you know, they they have a large, very large process to manufacture that so um I, I recommend going with saint germain or, or Falernum. um make it yourself even i'm i haven't i haven't got the guts to make my own Falernum yet i want to give it a shot uh but it's it's definitely on the to-do list
0: i yeah th- there's some things that i to your point it's like where do where you know, i've never again you know we're, we're kids of the 80s like There was never anything. Where did this all come from? Who's making this stuff up, right? So, uh, I mean,
1: straight up, my passion for sweet sweeteners really was home from Sunny's sweet tea in Florida. Like, there's no better sweet tea in the world than Sunny's. And then you get their sweet sauce for their barbecue. I still have my parents send it to me here in Austin. Um, And I love Austin barbecue, but every once in a while, I got to have some of home. Dang. and that, that sunny sweet sauce is just amazing. You can you can taste the molasses mm. in that barbecue sauce. And it, it's just so good. The brown sugar, I mean, you just can taste it. And that really has inspired me as well to bring that forward into the rum right. industry.
0: Yeah, that's oh, I I I could only imagine, you know, this smoked coconut and within a cocktail and around the barbecue Eating some, you know, whether it's ribs or sweat, whatever. I I've, I recently got into smoking last year, and uh, it's uh yeah, it's it's a process. I don't have the you know the the big bucks for a Traeger or whatever. I do the old fashioned way, and you know, and keep keep track of stuff. But I have a
1: small green egg. Um, I I fought it for the longest time, um, and I was like, you just you're always out there on the gas grill you know, you deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I did it and it totally changed my life. Um, and I, I, I highly recommend everyone just play around with woods even because yeah. they all have different esters and different flavor profiles as well. I'm, I'm definitely married to Mesquite. We love Mesquite, but all the, all the, all the woods, the oaks, right. uh, there's some really great oaks out there.
0: It's the, um yeah, last weekend we had, Got a recipe from uh, another fellow Instagrammer uh, chef, and he uh, it was a barbecue on the grill and a skillet, basically like a mac and cheese. You know, oh, it was God. with uh, like half the bottle of a Guinness, you know, and you're, you know, we're, wow. and now, so, yeah, so, I've, yeah, so, so I'm, it, it's, it's kind of not, yeah, I mean, there's, I guess it goes into, you know, you put flour into it. I mean, so you're making everything oh, on. God. You know, instead of being in the kitchen it's out in the out in the grill and you just let that skillet get up there you cook that then put the pasta in your cheeses your bread crumbs or a panko and then at the same time it was uh served and being made with chicken wings
1: oh my god <laughs> yeah
0: so i'll have i'll have to, to force your action
1: mix. plan for after eating that meal paul <laughs>
0: Sleep. <laughs> Sleep.
1: <laughs> um, we are talking to a, a large uh, restaurant chain right now um, that's focused on breakfasts, and um, they're they're looking at using the smoked uh, coconut rum over waffles and pancakes.
0: Oh, oh that's oh, <laughs> all right. We will have to stay tuned then. So that that's a great segue. You know, I don't think you saw my, my, my little notes here and to show a uh, walkthrough is like writing up next. I'm looking, reading it in future plans growth. So yeah. So uh, let's, yeah. So there's something, I don't know. Is there, is there something in this that, you know, you put in here? It's like, you know, microchips and the COVID shots, right? You're reading my mind. <laughs>
1: Yes, and your genome has been permanently uh, transformed.
0: That's right. I've got 5G 5G running in my body now.
1: (laughs) So uh, when we started out with Rock Sound, it was very humble. Um, Again, I had 56 flavors. We narrowed it down to 10. We had a tasting event in our hood, and we were able to get it down to three. Um, And then we launched um, right before the pandemic. And uh, our uh, 40 cases sold within two months um, at four independents here in Austin um and then the pandemic just hit our launch party was actually going to be at a really large festival that you probably have heard of called south by southwest it's a very big uh, festival here in austin every year annually um and we were going to have like a a tangential party around the festival to celebrate our launch. um so that obviously got postponed uh the bottles went off the shelf uh it was a perfect time then at that point in time we were incubating in a small uh small distillery and it was time to find another location so we've actually used the pandemic to uh, find another location to, to manufacture our product. Because one thing for sure, there are a lot of great distilleries here in Austin. There are a lot of great distilleries in the world. And people have been making rum since this, you know the 18th century, <laughs> right? Um, so there's people out there that have the processes. And yeah, the passion to have our own distillery would be amazing to, to have that experience where you have the 80s, you walk in and you got this Pac-Man sitting right there and you can order a pina colada. Um, yeah, I mean, that is the dream. But at the same time, we're not thinking about just being a craft local rum forever. We really want to get smoked coconut out to the world. We want to get it to Guam, where my wife's family is from. We wanted to get it to the Caribbean, where we have some people that want to carry it. And we want to get it all over Texas because they're asking for it. But Austin is home. And so we've decided that we're going to bottle here. And we don't have a distillery or tasting experience, but that is fine. A lot of a lot of distilleries have made the mistake of, I gotta have a tasting room. Kind of think of like the wine room. And yeah, that's a dream. I would love to have a tasting room and be behind the bar all day and like, taste this. But the economics of that are just not feasible if you're looking at it. You can spend, blow and spend a lot of money in setting that up. Whereas I'd rather take that money and that, that effort and put it into getting it to you and to getting it online. So soon we'll be online um, on three different um, online sale distributors. Um, so you'll be able to buy it whether you're in Alaska or Maine. Well, I don't know. One of them might be a controlled state. Like, I, 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 know, I know Mississippi is. Um, but um, if you're not in a controlled state, you'll be able to order it online. Florida is not. So you'll be able to go on uh, drinkrocksound.com in the next two months. Click buy now and start buying bottles. Um, so we're super excited about that. I think the traditional way was to, okay, you got to make the product, you got to open a distillery, you have to have a tasting room, and then you got to penetrate the certain markets on premise and off premise. But the pandemic has clearly shown us that there's other different ways of doing this.
2: Right. And
1: in this case, we want to just reach more people. Um, And smoked coconut is an uncommon spirit that we want everyone to taste. Um, And so right now, you're not going to get on a plane and fly to Austin to taste it. So having that buy online functionality will be huge for people that want to, you know, try new spirits and, you know, order them from the privacy of their own home, have them shipped to the privacy of their own home, you know, in case they're not ready to go out yet. Maybe they're not vaccinated or we're not ready to open up all the way yet, but we're not going to slow down. So it's been more of a crawl before we sprint for sure. Uh, we were crawling. We were starting to walk. Pandemic hit, and then we went back to crawling. Uh, it's, and it is what it is, but it's really allowed us to sharpen our pencil. Yeah, um, and I think that's been the blessing in all of this.
0: You, you, you're, I think you you're 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 hit the nail on the head. There is a, the pandemic was you know it all depends on where everybody landed differently in the pan and we're not we're not done yet we're not through all the way through it or whatever yeah Yeah. but i I, you know i kind of saw you know i have probably mentioned that a couple times on a podcast and you know whoever's sitting you know who's now been sitting in their home for however many months and depending on which state you're living into um that i think it was like the first we started the podcast almost 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 exactly a year so we're a little um a little over a year now and i I was thinking the same things like all these musicians now have been sitting home right they can't go play at bars and i said either when the when everybody all this lockdown gets lifted either we're going to have some really good music because you know know. music right they're, they've been practicing they've got nothing else to do they're wood shedding they're they're getting better They're new material oh, yeah. whatever or you're gonna have a lot of shitty shitty music <laughs> right out of the gate because nobody's been gigging and actually because right. they write on their
1: bus a lot right, right? like right yep. i i was so looking forward before the pandemic this is dating myself a little bit before the pandemic my wife and i were hunting for phil collins tickets um, like we were like you know he was throwing i'm not i'm, I'm not dead yet tour yeah and yep. you know we were like okay where are we flying? Because we got to see this guy, and then the pandemic hit, and I'm like going, "Okay, Phil, Phil at home for a, for a year. I'm expecting another like, but seriously, okay. album. Like, I'm expecting like a big album to come out of him. So know? are you? So, so are
0: you a huge? Are you a big Phil Collins fan? Then? Oh yeah. So check out his. You know, here I'm plugging Phil Collins podcast now. Hey Phil, can you <laughs> do do the same for me, bro. Um, I will when yeah. I'm on
1: his podcast. Does yeah. he have one?
0: He had. He had one. I think what it was. They, here I'll tell you what it's called um, it was almost seemed like they took an interview like a, a, like an hour or two hour interview and they ch- they chunked it up into bite size like 30 minutes little segments and it was a guy talking it was called Phil Collins from A to Z is what it's called uh-huh. and he talks about certain things they get to a different letter and he talks about this and then he talks about some song and talks about some of these stories he may not know about yeah Phil Collins A to Z, a to Z of Phil Collins yeah so if you check it out, there it's on uh, out there on podcast. And again, it's it's a it's a short little listen. It's digestible, you know. Again, you know, short short podcast. People, some people like those. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. You know, just listening to it in the car and listening to him talk about this or talking about that, and um, you know, and it, the, the interviewer didn't go into the same hole. And that's kind of how I try to approach my podcast is i don't want to ask the same old dumb questions you know that somebody gets asked all the time like oh well how did you start you know with this or, or music or whatever. well this is my first ever
1: podcast so every question's a great
0: question right excellent thank you <laughs> <laughs> the money's in the mail uh, <laughs> so yeah so um yeah so speaking about music there so while you were working at the toll house uh hotel there what musicians did you run into
1: Okay, so if you've ever, I don't know if, if anyone's ever been to the Toll House, but in Los Gatos, it's where all the artists stay before they go and play at the Mountain Winery. A lot of people don't know that. So the Mountain Winery is a vineyard right up the hill from Los Gatos where it's this beautiful, beautiful concert venue. It's really like an amphitheater where you can eat dinner, have wine, and listen to like Phil Collins play if he's on tour. And it's really a lot of uh, celebrities that have already been on tour for a number of years and they're doing a second ride. Um, so I had. I, have a, I almost have as many stories from the Toll House that I, as I do from Nation. So but let, me, let me. We just may tell maybe, you.
0: We, Yeah, we may. We'll have to have another. Maybe have you <laughs> back on in a, in a couple months when we go uh, online, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, Dave Matthews Band—they were great. Um, and and you know, a lot of while the artists are performing on the hill, where you learn the most about the artists is from the the bus drivers because hmm. they're all coming to the bar. They're like, "I'm here for two days." I just drove 14 miles. I need a drink. Who are you? I'm Jefferson Airplanes, a uh, bus driver. You know, it's just kind of like stuff like that. So I'm not going to say how many artists I helped get into the elevator, but there, you know, it definitely helped that I was a bigger individual. I'm 6'2. And I've I've helped bus drivers and, and artists get into the elevator. There's one, I felt so bad because we had a role, like, you know, we're, we're not, we don't overserve, but some some of these people have like an iron liver. <laughs> you know, and you don't know how much they had coming down, so you give them a couple of drinks. You're know, like, "There's your two drinks, okay? You've had a little too much, and then I'll help you get to the elevator." There's one artist they would come every year because right, I bartended there for two years. And he would ride up and down that elevator for like three hours just sitting there. And I was just like, it's like, okay. You know, uh, but you know, they got a liver of steel, clearly. Um, and then, you know, he's still performing today, so that's um, good.
0: No. <laughs> oh, so you met Ozzy? Oh,
1: no, maybe. <laughs> I don't it wasn't Ozzy, he wasn't quite the toll house, you know, Kinda mountain guy. winery material, yeah. but uh okay. it was definitely someone with the guitar.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that narrows it. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, it, wait, I saw a video last night of, of somebody playing a guitar. It wasn't you, was it? <laughs> I
1: was doing the sound check preparing for this. I was yeah. like, I wonder if this actually sounds good. That was kind of funny.
0: Yeah, it was that yeah, was I I I don't I don't know. Facebook's algorithms and when things show up in your feed is so screwy and just, <laughs> I only just saw it like this afternoon. I was like, oh, okay. I said like, that's pretty cool. So, so you're the lefty then, right?
1: Uh no, I'm a righty, but maybe, oh, it maybe the camera was,
0: okay. Yeah, okay.
1: but yeah, I, I was, um, I, my friend Kyle um, and Travis and I, When I lived in Maryland, I was in a band called uh, No Real Reason. We had no real reason to be in a band. <laughs> but we wrote all of our own songs and we would perform and um, I would get off from my day job, we would go do a gig and then i go work at Nation. And this one um, coffee shop slash sushi place—it was Seattle's best on the right, and then a Japanese sushi restaurant on the left. They both went. We, you guys are good. Will you play out here on the patio? So we, I, we had this like standing Friday night gig for like a couple of years where we got free sushi, beer, and coffee oh. while we played. I mean, we're done uh, free sushi all day. You know, so that was a lot of fun. So. Then someone heard us playing, and we actually, uh, Kyle and I tried out for Star Search back when that was a, a thing, and we got pretty far, I think. Wow. I'm trying to remember. We, we screwed ourselves in the um, in one of the performances. We played an original. We were supposed to play time after time. Okay. And um, we looked at each other and we went, this is the chance. This is the chance to play the original material. All these people are looking. Um. And yeah. <laughs> i remember the person behind the camera going you're supposed to be playing time after time you're done you're done <laughs> oh those were the days oh yeah you, you
0: had you had your chance
1: <laughs> oh you know well, well we yeah we wanted yeah. to sing our own material we had the opportunity for a stage we thought we
0: yeah. did really good yeah yeah we <laughs> got it uh, that's that's pretty good so um, yeah oh. so may be, yeah, maybe if yeah you, maybe if you, if you when you're back in uh florida or if i'm ever out in uh out in texas you know i'll bring my my cajon and uh yeah we could definitely yeah! yeah that'd be cool so
1: that'd be so much fun yeah that'd be a blast
0: so the um yeah no it was it was a yeah it was a, that was a good song yeah and, and that you're playing and singing so do you still play often enough or you just kind of
1: pandemic blues you know oh,
0: okay yeah <laughs>
1: you know yeah. when you're like need to go outside and uh switch it up a little bit sit on the back patio and <laughs> just you know hit the stick a little bit and just play a couple songs definitely my calluses are all gone i miss oh, oh man ah oh, those now it's like it hurts
0: yeah yeah right like oh <laughs> I, I don't remember those days where you're like you could like play
1: for over a few hours and you're, you're totally fine now i play for 15 minutes i'm like oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's>
0: funny <laughs> So I guess so what kind of music, what kind of music do you like? What's your- um,
1: I like the Jim Blossoms, as yep. you can tell. Uh, definitely a Beastie Boys fan. I, I really love everything. Um and I know that's kind of like, oh he likes everything. But, but seriously, I grew up uh listening to Sister Hazel. You know, um my dorm window looked at Ken and Andrew playing at the swamp. Oh, wow. um, and I, I would see those two guys playing music and i saw all for you being played all the time and and then it was really cool to see those guys totally take off so i was really big into like college rock and okay. you know rem and sister hazel then i 100 went on a 180 when i got to nation because i got exposed to everything from from college music to hardcore to gangster rap to christina aguilera and pop music like you name it, I saw everything, and I really, really became a fan of um, of, of hardcore music for a while, like you know, Dropkick Murphys, Hot Water Music, um, and then uh, moved to the West Coast, and I, I, you know, there was Snoop, and so really loved hip hop. I've always been a Beastie Boys fan, though, going back to the '80s, so that was always there. Um, and then, since being here in Austin, well, and then in San Diego, I was exposed to like Sublime and Slightly Stupid, so that was really cool um and then um when we got to austin just country here is just amazing there are so many incredible artists here no wonder it's called the live music capital of the world yeah. but you also have gary clark jr who's oh, awesome oh, wow well. oh, yeah, so,
0: yeah i love him yeah.
1: yeah so true story i don't know how much time we have i could talk until midnight so well tell me to tell me to stop talking but true story um we just moved in our house and i'm out picking up all the kids stuff outside in the backyard you know kids they just, There's like 30,000 toys. Every toy they've ever had is now in the (laughs) backyard. So it's taken me an hour to bring all the stuff in. And we have this big, uh, big couple of bushes and trees between us and our neighbor. And I hear a guy plugged into his amp playing music. I'm like, wow, he's really good. Like really good. Uh, We must live next to someone, a, a famous country singer. That good. I mean that good. So I run inside, I grab my wife, it's like seven o'clock. I go, honey, honey, you gotta hear our neighbor. He's spectacular. So she comes outside and you hear him, his last drum. He puts up his guitar and it goes inside. I'm like, I swear to you, we live next to a country music star. She goes, You're just saying that because we're in Austin. I'm like, No, I'm not kidding you. He's a country <laughs> music star. She's like, Whatever. So 10 o'clock at night, wife just goes to bed, I'm locking up the doors. I hear, I hear it through the window he's plugged in again and it's kind of late it's 10 o'clock at night and he's jamming. So I went, okay, go out there. And he is rocking, just plugged into his guitar, into his amp. And he's like, um, tonight, I just want to, he says this over the amp and there's clearly people. Now you can hear people talking tonight, I'm going to celebrate being signed by Sony or something like that. And i went, like, Oh my gosh, we live next to a country music star." I run inside, I pull the covers off my wife. I go, get out of bed. I will bring these covers. Outside, we had a picnic bench. It's a beautiful night. It's 75 degrees. The stars are out. I'll get a bottle of wine, bottle of rum, bottle of champagne, beer, whatever you want. And I'll put the pillow and the blanket out on this table. She's like, You're going to pay for this. So I yank her out there. And he starts playing She's Got It All by Kenny Chesney. And I went, Wow, this is better than Kenny Chesney. Then he plays um, God Bless the Broken Road by Rascal Flatts like, oh my gosh, this is better than this. And he's a singer-songwriter. His name is Drew Womack. I'm hearing all this because he's talking. And he wrote all these songs for all these artists. Oh, wow. He's the ex- he's the original singer-songwriter. Right. So those songs are so much more passionate to him because he wrote the songs.
0: Oh, and right
1: then um, So I Dance by Leanne Womack, No Relation. He wrote that song, too. And he plays that one even better than her. Like, it was amazing. It was the best date my wife had. And I had ever been on, and we never even left the (laughs) backyard. We've since gone out. Anytime he plays in Austin, we're like there, front row, like you know. It's just like you know, so weird. Just seeing the guy that was on the other side of the trees, right?
0: (laughs) And that that is that's that's pretty cool story. I I I was I was thinking it was going to go somewhere else, uh, but (laughs) (laughs) um. But you know, and, and just just kind of real quick, we'll start kind of wrap, wrapping things up. But there was on a fellow uh, podcaster here in uh, in South Florida here, uh, uh, jams and cocktails. Uh, the host had on a a girl that was, and, I, and I'm I'm really bad that I forgot I forgot her name, but she was from West Palm. She moved up to Nashville. Uh, she kind of was more into performing and uh, started writing and started writing some stuff. And she got not was a, a songwriter nomination f- uh, f- for a Grammy. And you know, it was like a coat. Right. So the, the point, the point was that it's actually a documentary about about this, how songwriters, they, how important they are, obviously, without songwriters, not not all. Yeah. Right. To your point, not all the people that are performing the music are the ones that wrote the music. Or came up with it, somebody else did. They just sing it. I mean, like Elvis, right? I mean, that's a that's a good example. And I guess now the whole change in the industry, the tech, you know, and especially with the internet and streaming, is the songwriters don't make the same kind of cut as they did when it was pl- things that were played on the radio, right? So it's a whole right. different paradigm shift. And so she's like, "Yeah, you would think." right and you know maybe, maybe the same same thing is uh just because she's got a, a grammy nominated song oh she she's gonna blow up and she's gonna be big and make lots of money and all that and, i mean they, she the who she was uh, nominated for she didn't win but but just being nominated you know, because then at least you always have nominated or uh, you know, yeah if, if you didn't win you were at least nominated and she um but the point she was making was like hey we're we're I'm I'm busting you know waitressing at a restaurant in here in Nashville and trying to it's like just because you have a nominated song so anyway so my point is right there's a lot of these folks that are just kind of in the winds they write a lot like um actually I think kind of I think you grew up in Brevard County right yeah so um I guess the guy who wrote um Danny Dean I guess lives locally the guy who wrote I'm, I'm drawing John black now uh, Tennessee whiskey. No he, way. He, he From Bavard like, County. Yeah, he lives, I think, somewhere here in Central Florida. So, um, <sighs> but uh, he's local. So he, um, yeah, but anyway, so, but the whole point, there's all these songwriters, right? Yeah, you know, he's written a lot. And, and, uh,
1: uh it, it, to hear the songs the way they sing them, it's oh. like hearing the song again for the first time.
0: Right. Cause it's, it's different. Dif- yeah. It's oh. different. Yeah.
1: And, I, I it's just it blows my mind and they're so passionate when they sing it too. Like right. you can see, like they're closing their eyes, they're not staring at the audience. Like they're yeah. they're into it, right? right. They, yeah, they're, they're going almost going back to the moment when they wrote the
0: song, right? Right. Uh, yeah. And you can see that, and that, yeah. that's it's, the energy. There's so cool. It's a different. Uh, yeah, I I I went up to Nashville, and and I again, I know everyone who listens to the podcast hear me talk about this, but I went up to Nashville, and it kind of what gave me the kick in the ass to start this podcast up, and the, I take the idea of finally do something with it, and uh, just seeing all the musicians, I was loving it. And, you know, musicians everywhere, you know, it's kind of like the Nash or New Orleans, you know, but just cleaner, um, you know, and the uh, I was there for a drum workshop uh, was with Rascal Flatts drummer, Jim Riley
2: wow
0: so here i was taking you know this workshop with with this you know guy and it was like you know su- super great guy i'm trying I'm trying trying to work some things out and have him on the podcast here and uh, uh soon but it was uh just yeah the music and, and i know nashville got hit pretty hard you know as far as the industry and, and trying to get musicians back and, and how yeah. do you balance balance some things like we we're talking about the cruise industry but yeah so anyway all right, Joel. So as we start winding things down here, so um, so I'm sure you've you've listened or watched the, the podcast uh, before. And, you know, for for those guests that are drummers, they they get the in four beats or less. And for the rummers, they get in four sips or less. And what this is is first thing that comes to your mind sometimes it's a yes or no it's, oh, either, it's either so yeah so this was not in the questionnaire because again i don't wanna I have, know i
1: didn't notice this. So okay. too
0: much predictability here yeah do you want to know do you want to take another shot just to kind of calm your nerves there
1: yeah this is kind of like well i'll take my uh, love shot <laughs> all right
0: so it's first thing that kind of comes to mind when i when i kind of read the i'm gonna uh, fail at this because i'm a question. studier <laughs> all right now this should this should be too hard okay so in four sips or less on the rocks or neat on the rocks. Okay. All right. Well, we because of the about crushed ice. It. That's right. I got, yep. I got my,
1: yep. I got my sonic ice now. It yep. was neat until I got that. Sorry. <laughs> I you know I'm talking more than, that's more than four sips. Sorry
0: all right so since we talked about you know your branding and your marketing is kind of focused around you know the 80s and the love of it and again i wanted to show that i had busted out my my walkman here that is my Walkman from back in high when i was in high school back in the 80s there you know it's got the reverse puppy headphones the
1: little puppy headphones
0: no i those definitely are gone long time so um but yeah actually i think i try to try this tried to not let long back i can't remember if it actually still works but i still have and i have my sony disc man to the portable uh, cd player too oh yeah, my gosh! and, and for those of you who don't know what this was and how how crucial oh. the pencil was when listening to it yes oh, so, look at that get the pencil wind it up so for for since that we're we're kind of uh enjoying the uh the 80s of uh, 80s uh feel here so here's this question. So you're okay. You you you're from the 80s and you grew up watching a lot of TV. Now, okay, as a boy oh, no. during the 80s, which car kit, General Lee or the A Team van?
1: A Team van. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. I want to ride that. And the problem. Sorry, more than four steps. But B. A. Baracus and I would go at it because I want to drive that thing. Remember, he wouldn't let anyone drive it. That's
0: right. Unless you dope them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: So, you want to get on a plane?
0: I don't know. It's, it's tough. I know the remake, the re- they did it the, I think of all the eighties remakes, I think the A Team remake has been probably the best one I've seen yet. So all the yeah. other ones I've never been a real big fan. All right. Yeah, even so, they
1: screwed up Miami Vice. How can
0: you oh, oh yeah, right. So, all right, we're going to stick with the 80s here. All right. So I'm not sure if you want to admit to this or not. So you can pass if you need to. So, pass. all right. right. So at four sips or less, did you ever own a pair of parachute pants? No. Okay. If your answer was no, (laughs) I I bet. I bet. It's
1: too hot in Florida.
0: (laughs) I I was going to say, I bet at least Z Cavarici.
1: I, I what Zeke what Zeke Cavaricci?
0: Cavaricci it was like you know I don't know like it was, it was like my I wife would know of, this yeah I I, yeah.
1: I was wearing jams and and what was the hat that looked like the dunes like the desert hat with the
0: oh the, yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I know it's all yeah yeah it's like it's cover cover so you don't get a red neck yeah yes the neck yeah, yeah. A yeah. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> all like, right my so.
1: glasses with my croquis. Yes.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. The o- Oakley, Oakleys, and right. Yeah, yep, yeah. Oh, yes. Oakley, yep. All right. It's so too cool. hot
1: for, it for for pants, man. Yeah. It's like,
0: the, well, the one well, the one day of the year, you know. We'll, yeah. You know. but, I mean, <laughs> but up there in Gainesville, it does get it does get a little bit cooler than then on here in South Florida. So, but yeah,
1: I guess yeah. So. <laughs> so.
0: All right, so here here's the last here's the last one. Oh no. <laughs> as as a bartender, what's your most important tool?
1: Um the church key. Mm. And the church key was when I was at nation, um, because I could flip open a bunch of beers at a time for cocktails. It's my muddler. I love my muddler. I, I, I just, I'm a muddler. (laughs) (laughs) So it, you know, and then um, for wine, sorry, I can't do this in four sets. (laughs) Um, And then for wine, um, it's, it's, they have all these fancy, um, gadgets now to open a wine bottle right yeah um and if you've opened up probably hundreds of wine bottles like i have i'm sure you have you you know that nine out of ten times you can just pull the paper off the paper that's on the top of a wine bottle is a lot of them are not sealed so you pull that off so you're left at the top of the bottle and then i just use a good old-fashioned screw and i can pull pull it real quick by the time you get your fancy gadget out of the box <laughs> take it out of the box. Put it in there, push it down, and then twirl it to pull it out. I've right. already pulled the paper off and got the bottle open. So it depends on sorry, the beverage. The beer, it's the church key. For for cocktails, it's the muddle. And then for wine, it's the good old fashioned screw.
0: Okay. okay. What kind of was it uh is the is your muddler uh wooden? It is. is okay. It is wooden. And it says the cocktail
1: scientist on it. I'll send you
0: oh, oh Yeah, okay. I'm
1: sorry. Fail on my part. Oh,
0: no, no. Yeah. I can put that in the mail to
1: you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, oh, that's pretty good. So, so it wasn't too bad. See, it was a little fun there. Yeah. I
1: thought you were going to say, okay, I got one for you in four steps or less. Uh oh. Favorite like- 80s band.
0: Ooh. That is a tough one, man. I should have <laughs> used, used that on you, man. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, here here's a story for you, though. I, I, I this is this is what be my answer then, right? So, um, so I grew up. I was born in born in New Jersey. I grew up in a town called Saraville, and I live three streets over from John Bon Jovi. Wow. So. So I will say yeah. So I'll I will say Bon Jovi. So I know wow. I know there's a lot of bands and I know Motley Crue okay. and Def Leppard and all that. But
1: yeah. I'm gonna take it to a two sip on you. First vinyl 80s band you bought first 45.
0: So so Joel, this is the first time somebody's flipped this whole thing on me. So
1: <laughs> I'm just curious now. I feel like we should be drinking next to each other like I know I know.
0: First album first album. What? First
1: 45, not album. Album doesn't count. Everyone used to go out and get the 45s, right? The, oh, little, the little records that played one song on the front and A to B. I
0: I I couldn't remember. I couldn't tell yeah. you. I couldn't tell you. Now what I do could tell you for, for sure is uh after and, and you know, you know, when CDs first came out, and I know there was yeah, that was late eight, that was late 80s, right? Yeah, it was late and, 80s, yeah. And uh, still we're you know using the tape the tapes and so forth. I couldn't tell you what the first tape I had. Um, I I do know early on. I probably do recall at least. You know, again, my my folks, you know, are uh, from uh, both Scottish. So again, I grew up listening to the back of the car, all the Brit invasion stuff, Beatles and Stones and all that. So one of one of the stuff I do remember actually was getting, and I think I actually might still have it. Is a Men at Work tape, right?
1: Yes, yes. I was going to say it was my favorite eighties band.
0: And, uh, and, but the first CD, so we got, when we got our like CD player or stereo that came the CD player, the first two CDs my brother and I got for Christmas when we got the CD player was Aerosmith's Pump and, nice. and then, uh, Motley Crue Doctor Feel Good.
1: Oh, so. Nice yeah that's so, awesome
0: yeah which i think i still have yeah i think I oh, still yes. have the oh screw, yeah yeah oh that's so, that's a classic yeah. you gotta yep. say that that's yeah, that was, that's oh so it's amazing I, yeah. god i i can't believe that that was that album <laughs> came out and i just so it just many years like ago that well that was a huge doc uh, changed dr. everything dr feelgood was a huge album at that time you know i mean they've been out for a while but that 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 all because i was thinking about that it was like that came out in the 80 88 89, I guess. And they wrote that that tour and that album, those songs. from there was like trapping, well properly. on MTV, and, and yeah, um, and they were playing Whiskey
1: Go Go, yeah. they were just oh, um, yeah. rocking it, and it just yeah. built them up like yeah. unbelievable. But so, just so
0: I, I was talking to a buddy of mine about as an idea because like I started doing Friday night little update videos like I did last night and just about, you know, the past, you know, talk about the the week you know has gone by and what's coming up in the next week. And uh, and uh, we're I'm doing for my top fans on the drums and rums page. If you if you got a top fans badge on Facebook, um, then at the end of each month. I'm gonna do some giveaways just for the top fans. So you gotta be a top fan. You gotta be in it to win it, right? So yeah. Uh, right now, I've only got four, I've only got t- four top fans. So right now, it's the odds are very good for the four folks that are gonna. So I'm gonna do a live pod or live, not a live podcast, but a live show, uh, probably Facebook Live next Friday night, and uh, spin the wheel, see who's gonna win some swag and you know give away whatever it is, you know, um, and uh, go from there. But the so that'll that'll be yeah, that'll be Friday. So that'll be uh, pretty pretty but where nice. I was going where I was going with it was uh, I called it Friday night last week I called it Friday night video fights and then I thought I said you know, I said we need to bring those, bring that back. I said, that was great, you know, calling in the eight hundred number and voting yeah. this band or that band, and you know, or or you know, again you know, being at the skating rink, and that was big, you know, back in the 80s, right? Skating oh rink. yeah. And oh, uh, yeah. so I, I I said and I said. That's what we should do. I was told him. I said we should just like do a, a a YouTube show where we're just watching like '80s videos, maybe, and then trying to get people to kind of vote, vote or choose which one they they liked and or whatever. the case may be, you know, but I don't know. It, that's like that
1: science fiction theater, right? Like we're yes. all sitting yep. there.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, but yeah, so um, so so Joel, as we wrap things up here, is so. What do you, what do you got to, we want to kind of get the final word from you here. What do we want to get the fo- out to the, you know, let people know to do, go check out what the, what's the, what's the thing we want to kind of impress upon, uh, well, you know, listeners.
1: A couple of things. Um, the next issue of got Rum magazine, um, will be my article on the rum runner. Okay. So please go to gotrum.com. Uh, next month's uh, cocktail is uh, the Rum Runners. So check that out and check out all the past issues of Got Rum Magazine. There's so much knowledge in there about rum from multiple people, multiple distilleries and Luis and Margaret. Um, there's just so much, everything you ever want to know about rum is in there because he has, they have so many people uh, come and, you know, contribute to that magazine. So that's number one. Uh, number two, uh, from Rock Sound, you know, we're getting ready to, to launch um, and Smoked Coconut will be available soon. And then we'll be following up with um, our Spiced and our light Lightroom very, very soon. Uh, but uh, we'll be sold online and then uh, we'll be out in the major markets. But with the pandemic, you know, just being it is what it is, uh, going digital at first will help build that tribe. And that's really what we want to, when we come on premise and we can't wait to be on premise and to support the bartenders, I'm a bartender. I wanna give them another, you know, tool another weapon behind the bar. I want to give them something that's fun and hot to make people go into the bar and get, you know, get rock sound. Nice. Um we can't wait. So that's number that's number two. And number three would be um we have a new look of the bottle. So um I'll do a quick little Ooh. flash of a look real quick. Oh nice. <laughs> look, it's heavier, it's bigger, but we didn't get rid of the long neck. And the reason why we use the long neck is because from a bartender's perspective, um you want to be able to pour um especially if you're mirroring it with a long island so you can pick up the gin bottle the vodka bottle the tequila bottle and the rum bottle all at one time and do a quick So pour that was for a long so eye. that
0: so that was by design. Totally.
1: 100% okay. that bottle is built that way it's not in the shape of a cannonball a skull a short little barrel um it is this bottle is designed for the bartender um Excellent. I remember being behind the bar, and I hated picking up our uh, bottles that were not shaped in something that I could pour quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, like an app ab- like an absolute bottle with a very small neck, right? Oh because my god! You
1: know. <laughs> and and people were ordering absolute all night. I mean, yeah. I was a Mandarin orange drinker. I was I loved that back in the day, and uh, it was just like this is annoying. You would have to pour it like. Yeah, oh, it was just weird. Yeah. Uh, so those are the big things that are coming out. Um, so we're super exci- excited, um, and please follow our Instagram page because we have nothing but fun. That page is social media fun, um, and we, you know, you could. There's so many uh, SM sites now. You've got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, LinkedIn, even you know we 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 doubled down on IG um, just because. Um, our brand is all about having fun and escaping the pressures of society. Every other social media platform, it's so easy to deviate into stuff that brings pressure into your life. Right. So, um, that's why we focus on Instagram because really what everyone wants to see is pictures of kids, families, and spirits.
0: (laughs) And I want to thank you again, Joel, for. cool there so there you go so, uh, so now, now now when i now when i go to uh you know i go to the uf game here now now i've got oh know, yeah right, you know. <laughs> you're gonna be on espn front and center well, <laughs> hey, you know, hey you know the obviously that worked in right and as well too will be coming in the mail for you too is and for all of our guests awesome here, right thank here. you i will wear that yep so thank all you of our, all of our um I, we don't, I don't give the shirts away. I started off, was going to sell them. And then I said, you know what, I, maybe I wasn't pushing hard. Nobody was wanting to buy them, I guess. And I said, you know, and I said, well, I'll just dump them on my guests instead. And uh, so, yeah, so those, those shirts are only guest shirts. I said, I don't even sell them. I don't even, you know, for available for anyone else. I just, if you're on the show uh, you know, I've got guests that I've had on and from, from Europe, Canada, you know, Scotland, um you know a rum, a rum maker awesome. up in scotland and uh just say hey you somebody's walking around europe you know wearing my shirt and again it's uh you know so it's uh totally yeah but but you know as you said right there's all about the branding and, and marketing yeah. to try to get people to see it and so forth and uh and so on so so uh yeah no i have had a really great evening here uh joel um talk through all this here so make sure yeah so everyone make sure you check out drink dot that's their website there and as joel mentioned check out them on instagram they got a lot of great uh as joel said posts and, and really funny and entertaining uh to kind of tie the brand to have you know enjoy enjoy uh the, you know, the 80s references and and just the whole about the vibe and so forth. So, like I said, all of us Gen Xers, you know, and and those that those that now kind of like when we were kids, we were all fascinated with the 60s, you know, for us, you know, are, you know, we're about the same age and we were were fascinated about 60s and bell bottoms. And now kids that are, you know, again, it's everybody always wants to go back. Yeah,
1: focused on just having fun so paul yep. thank you so much i really yep. appreciate this it's been an yep. honor to be on your
0: show thank no, you I, I appreciate it so so i'd like to thank joel for coming on the podcast this episode will be available on all your favorite podcast locations thursday april 29th so check us out over on facebook for all of our upcoming shows and live streams please check out drums and rubs podcast and give it a like follow and lots of other great episodes that are out there follow us on facebook instagram subscribe to youtube trying to get us up to 100 subscribers on youtube so we can get our custom url and that's you know um and i know i think there was a question you asked about podcast video versus audio we do <laughs> right all the all the audio does get posted on thursdays and you know the video is got it content. now i know yeah I'm a newbie. yeah so ex- actually <laughs> the video is here like we do it's an extra content this is more people...
1: fun I yeah, love
0: oh this. yeah yeah so we so there's some that are Uh, What I found is, uh, or I was reading that, there's a lot of people that did a lot of YouTube, you know, heavy YouTubers, and then they've started to, I guess, come over to podcasting and push their audio that way because most people listen to things now, you know, with with their earbuds in. And they can't watch, right? They can listen, but they can't watch, right? Yeah. So they support that over there. So, but anyway, so, um so visit our website, drumsandrums.com. I want to thank you all and have a great day. So, with this is where the backbeats meets the spirits. Thanks all. Thanks, paul If you like what we're doing here at Drums and Rums, we have a Patreon link to help with setting up interviews and creating content that you find entertaining and interesting. Also, if you'd like to sponsor advertise on the podcast or if you want to come on as a guest to promote something related to the show, email me at info at drumsandrums.com. Please leave a rating or review over on iTunes or on your favorite podcast location to let me know that you like the podcast and that there's others know it's a podcast that you should listen to. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Lastly, I want to thank Brad Brock for our mid-show rum feature tune titled Once Upon a Bottle of Rum. And check out his podcast, Jams and Cocktails. Also, Kirk S. for our Drums and Rums tune. Thanks again for listening, where the backbeats meet the spirits.